0: Good day, gladiators. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our Sword and Shield podcast. It's Francis Martinez, Director of Psychological Health for the 960th Cyberspace Wing, here with two very special guests. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Master Sergeant Chandler Walker, the Exercise Coordinator for the Inspector General of the 960th Cyber Wing.
2: And I'm Amy Jane Walker, who is his spouse and, as of December, an American. Yeah, Amy Jane, congratulations.
0: So that's why we wanted to have you guys on today. Um, I think there are so many, you know, misconceptions when it comes to um, marrying an immigrant and what the immigration process looks like and, um, you know, the fears of I can't because my security clearance or the challenges. And so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today and and just so listeners know, this is their personal experience, right? All experiences are going to be very different. The visa process is very different. Um, and it also depends on like what countries you come from and, and uh, things like that. So um, personal experience story. So why don't we get started and talk a little bit about like how you guys met, where that was, what that looked like.
1: Uh, so we met in Korea. Um, I was stationed there. Uh, back in two thousand and fifteen uh, Amy Jane happened to be teaching English um,
2: and we met on online dating because that 's the only way to find someone that speaks English in Korea <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah
1: so uh we started we lived about an hour apart but we we started dating and uh by the time my my time in Korea was coming up my year uh her contract
2: was also coming up and and he asked me to move in with him to a different continent.
0: Well, well, let's put a pause because it doesn't sound like you
2: have a Korean accent. So no.
0: <laughs> where, uh, where are you
2: from? I, I'm from South Africa. I was teaching English in Korea because there are six countries that are allowed to teach English in Korea. And South Africa is one of them. Gotcha. Uh,
1: so, yeah, we, I asked her to come to the States with me. Um, so we started doing the process probably about three months out from coming Mm -hmm. to the States of getting her visa and everything. Um,
2: which I came in on a tourist visa because if I were to come in on a fiance visa, then we'd have to be married within 90
0: days, 90 90 days, and
2: (laughs) yeah. i at that time, I liked this man i didn't know if I was let's get married in ninety days like this man, <laughs> so I came in as a tourist visa because that gave us at least six months to live together, and then either I'd have to leave the country again or we'd have to figure it out
1: yeah um, so when we came when we came to the states and we were married within three months <laughs> um so we we decided to get married, and I hadn't really thought about too much regarding citizenship, uh, green card, uh, permanent residency, or even my security clearance, for that matter. Um, it was just kind of a...
2: We knew that we liked each other enough that we wanted to stay together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So once we, once we finally got married, we started looking into the process a lot more, um, which
0: and, it was daunting
2: and quickly became overwhelmed <laughs> what did that look like
0: like where did you guys start what, what did that look like for you guys
1: uh, google <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly it was it was literally just google search after google search trying to find where to start mm-hmm.
2: um and it is convoluted because there are so many different forms so trying to figure out which is the right one you're meant to fill out and then we started looking at immigration lawyers and we realized how expensive so many of those are. And we tried to find, I know that there's some churches that, that help up with the application process, but I don't know. We just struggled to find one. So we ended up having to do it all mostly on our own. Honest. So even reaching out to like military resources. <laughs> that, that?
1: Um, so being in JBSA, mm-hmm. um, That was the only benefit we had because because of um, Fort Sam Houston. They have a, uh, with the uh, medical, the army medical um, training happening there, they have a very heavy influx of immigrants um, that are military members trying to get citizenship. So they do have a pretty regular um, resource that you can actually ask questions. They don't really help too much aside
2: from informationally. But um, they can at least tell you which of the forms you're meant to fill out. And if you bring everything in, they can tell you if you're on the right track. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, But we were were told that there were lawyers that would help us.
1: So we did see that JAG on paper can help with immigration. However, none of them would touch even looking at our documents. I don't know if it's because it was a spouse rather than a military member or what the the reason was, but we got zero help from Jag, unfortunately. Um, like I said, it everyone might...
2: kept telling us that they would help, none of them actually knew anything or could help us or were willing to. I don't know if, I don't know their reasons, but we got turned down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a very specific um path for a lawyer from what I can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the process though, with uh with everything starts at USCIS. Um, I don't remember the acronym off the top of my head, what that stands for. But the uh, the website isn't exactly cut and dry. It's it's a lot more difficult than just reading an AFI. Uh, they they if if you're familiar with DOD regulations and stuff, they become very more very very hard to read, and that's closer to what their guidance looks like um so going like finding the documents like she said um knowing which ones to fill out knowing how a military member is different than a regular u.s citizen and knowing how a u.s citizen bringing in a spouse is different than a u.s citizen possibly bringing in uh, a naturalized citizen bringing in family
0: what did you find the differences were like a civilian person trying to have someone come versus a military member having Uh, uh,
2: a lot of people told us it would be easier and but i feel it was exactly the same process, at least compared to... I have a friend who's Sri Lankan. I met her in Korea, and she has now also married an American and is now living in Georgia. And we're very close, and she's working on her citizenship. So we, we compare a lot of notes, and she's married to a civilian.
1: So it's... And it seems very similar. The only difference that we really were able to pick out is a foreign citizen married to a U.S. citizen is able to cut down from a five-year minimum um, permanent residency down to three years. Um, One fun fact that we found out is if you get married and then you apply for permanent residency, within two years of that marriage, there's a two-year window of um, conditions, essentially. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't leave the country for more than a certain amount of time. I think it was... 30 yeah. days?
2: I, I, I was a conditional resident, and then I had to pl- apply to become an unconditional resident. Which yeah. that was. Where there's no stipulations or anything, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right. Um, and you have to get those conditions removed before you can apply for citizenship.
2: Um, and we, we had to go to an interview where they assessed us as a couple, which that was actually fantastic because we walked in there and we were our usual selves. Like, I, I'd worked myself into a little bit of a panic, me like, what color is his toothbrush? <laughs>
0: um, I've been married to my husband almost 22 years, and I don't even know what color his
2: toothbrush yes. is,
0: right? It changes. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> should, should change. <laughs> I have the same one
2: for Hopefully. that long. Yeah. And, and I I did not need to panic because she was like, no, you guys are clearly a couple. And we, we, it was a normal conversation where, and then she got to tell us about all of the horror stories that, some couples have brought in information to prove that they're married of explicit content.
0: (laughs) So like, what was that feeling like, that process of knowing you have to go do all these things to prove that you guys really are a couple, right? Because sometimes it's, you don't want to overdo it because you don't want to seem like it's, you know, forced or fake or anything like that versus, you know, trying to just being underwhelmed with stuff so what was that
1: like so back to our friend a little bit she's worried a lot about oh we don't have enough pictures we need to make sure we have plenty of pictures we're the exact opposite
2: we we live in the now We we just kind of exist and have fun right my um, mother took a lot of photos of me growing up so i don't like photos and i do not post on facebook so we have very little evidence of us being a couple still to this day other than, social evidence yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like at least physically like on facebook or so we had to rely on a lot of uh, our friends had to write letters saying that they knew us and how long they'd known us for and how they interacted with us saying like vouching for us as a couple mm-hmm. we we got a lot of people to do letters because we didn't have an album <laughs> and when we got married we had two witnesses that was his father and my mother so we didn't have a big wedding
0: um <laughs> and you guys got married here in the states right yes. yeah
1: we were actually here in san antonio um we got married by a um, the grotto
2: in the river walk
1: up on the river walk by a eod tech that uh happened to be a <laughs> ordained uh humanist chaplain uh, so it was kind of cool getting married by somebody in my old career field.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so honestly, it was it. It started off kind of daunting, of like, oh, we have to have all this proof, and we're like I said, we're terrible about taking all these pictures. Um,
2: so we were quite panicked, and then we walked in there, and the interviewer was lovely, and she was like, "No, you guys are clearly a couple the way you interact," like. <laughs> So all of the panic melted away very quickly.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and and then we just ended up with a lot of lack of communication between us and USCIS after
2: well, she got her, think,
1: or her permanent residency card.
2: I think our big issue and one of the struggles with being married to a military member is we move. And when you move, your USCIS office moves. So you have to apply and change all of your addresses. And just because you change your address on the website does not mean they've changed the address.
1: We found that out the hard way when somebody got a letter from here and um, we were able to actually get it forwarded to us. And it was, you know, three months out of date and we were supposed to be in office. We were supposed to have an appointment or something and um, having to reschedule it now in Miami rather than in San Antonio was a, a burden. Um, and on top of that, not all offices are equal. Mm-hmm. Um, JBSA or San Antonio in general has a really solid office. They're actually a testing unit and they um, examine processes and make sure that the process is, a, is more efficient than previous.
2: Well, so, I feel the Miami office is... Overburdened. Overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, and it's it was a struggle to get information from them and it was I actually ended up having what was the name of that interview? I don't remember. Was it the citizenship? Yes, it was I had my citizenship interview, um slash test, and I didn't have a form. Um it hadn't been processed yet, even though I had handed in the form to be processed to Miami two years previously oh
1: yeah the removal of conditions yes yes
2: um but when when i gave it into the office covid struck oh no yeah so everything ground to a halt and clearly mine just stayed at the bottom of the pile because it was the the san antonio office she was like, I'm not meant to do the interview now, but because I'm a testing office, we can change things around. We don't have to be as rigid. So we did the interview, and then she got the paperwork from Miami and then processed it here. And then only after that was I able to become a citizen and get my oath. Do the oath? Yes, have my oath ceremony.
1: Um, backtracking a little bit. So with the um, removal of conditions, mm-hmm. that was an interesting process. Um, so when we sent off the paperwork for that, we got a letter in the mail saying that her permanent resident card had been extended for 18 months. So on, according to the card, it was expired. If we card plus letter from USCIS made the card valid again me not understanding how not realizing that that was an expiration date only for a car the card and kind of like a driver's license has expiration date um it was only saying that that card was going to expire and travel would be more difficult now yeah
2: i was still a legal resident but the it was only the card it wasn't the legal residency that had expired and
1: it's not clear
2: yeah
1: that it, we could have probably found it had we really looked hard but I didn't find it in my quick searches for it.
0: So was there a little bit of panic? There
1: was a lot of bit of panic because <laughs> um, my security clearance was coming up for reinvestigation, okay. and I hold the top secret. Um,
2: and I decided to stop driving because I just didn't want to be pulled over and questioned. So I'm just like, we can let him drive. <laughs> like, if anything happens, it's on him. Then I'm <laughs> like,
1: so I, um, I was I was concerned because I was like, well, is my wife illegal now? And one of the questions on your security clearance is have you ever helped an illegal immigrant into the country? And I'm like, I mean, my wife's about to expire on her permanent residency. So, I mean, technically yes. Like, and.
2: But it wasn't the, true. It wasn't accurate.
1: And unfortunately the investigator also didn't know this, inf- like how it all works. Cause it's not incredibly common. Um, so going through that, I was extremely stressed. Um, and I went from having a, basically a periodic review of them being like, have you broken the law lately? And I'm like, no. And then they give me my clearance, right?
2: And to... then I came along and confused everything. <laughs> yes, I broke the law. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now I have, you know, 10 foreign nationals, several of which have served in foreign militaries because conscription is a thing in, in South Africa.
2: Well, it was. no longer or is was, a thing. Yes. But <laughs> during a certain time period... If you were a male of a certain age, you were part of the military. So all of my uncles served in the military for at least two years because they had to. And so they ping, well, at least they no longer ping, because they've now been investigated, but they pinged on his security clearance that we had to talk about them. It it wasn't an issue, but it was someone that we had to bring up. And it's and my family likes. To, to roam the world, so it's not just, oh, it's this group of people in this country, it's, oh, so-and-so's in Thailand, and so-and-so's in New Zealand, and this, this uncle's over here, and it's, have fun finding them. <laughs> How do we become a part of your family? <laughs> it, it makes travel fantastic.
1: <laughs> Always have somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, this was the first time, other than when I initially got my clearance, um, that everybody was called. My like my dad was called again, my sister was called again, um, her mom was contacted and just everybody who was on there um was contacted basically. And um so it was it was worrisome because while I trust that everybody um, is going to tell me the truth, you know, <laughs> who knows what they may have forgotten or may have inadvertently left out of you know their their life story to me (laughs) yeah
2: there was just that new worry that he he didn't think he'd have to worry about
1: (laughs) Um, but luckily my clearance um was adjudicated and everything's fine um but that was a huge concern at one stage that I never really considered until it it was a thing and uh I I think I, I think I stressed way more than I needed to about it because of not knowing the answers.
0: Yeah. Do you guys feel like the whole process is more difficult because of you know a lot of the fraudulent cases? Do you think they that they kind of look at it differently or would you say that it was pretty pretty standard process?
1: Uh So looking at some other countries processes, I think ours is a little bit more convoluted. Um yeah honestly it's it's more daunting than i could i can going through it with with amy jane i can actually look at it now and say i understand why there's people who avoid it because there's a lot of uncertainty in in the whole process
2: yeah we we did everything so, legally but we we joked about just not doing anything and and hiding me in a closet type thing for a while just because at times it just felt so overwhelming yeah.
1: <laughs> and the process isn't cheap by any means.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's another
0: part, you know, depending on what type of no. visa you're doing and then the sponsorship piece. And So what what did that look like for you guys?
1: So the visa part wasn't too bad. I, I think it was no. a pretty small fee, um, less than $100 probably. Uh, I can't remember. That was quite some time back.
2: And um, that I, because I was in Korea at the time, so I went through the Korean embassy to 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 get my visa. So
1: or the US Embassy in Korea.
2: Yes, the US Embassy in Korea.
1: The initial cost for the application was like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars initially, and then um and then the removal of conditions is another seven, eight hundred dollars. Um and then there's biometric fees because they go on to get your fingerprints Mm -hmm. and make sure you are who you are. Um and then there's um what was the other Oh, and then the uh, N-400 is the form you fill out for citizenship, and that one is an- another four or $500. So it just adds up real quick. And if you throw in a lawyer, you're at least doubling
0: it. Oh, yeah. And
1: in many cases, it might be more. So it's um,
0: so it it's a daunting. long, daunting process. Yes. It's expensive. <laughs> And if you're very feeling uncertain and uneasy. I'm sure going through everything and not knowing what the outcome will eventually be.
2: Yeah. But you're here with us today, and we we made it through. And so far, we still like each other. <laughs> well, that's a plus. Right?
0: That's a plus. For some reason. Reason. <laughs> um, But I do want to again congratulate you on your citizenship. Thank I know you. that came in sometime December, right? Yes.
2: Which that was a. Wait and then panic at the last minute because we.
1: We hadn't gotten the letter because it was mm-hmm. delivered only days prior to. Oh. and As San Antonio likes to do, the mailbox is away from the house.
2: So it doesn't so, get checked every day.
1: And, <laughs> and let's be honest, 90% of what you get in the mail nowadays is junk mail because everything's online anymore. So uh, so, it so it slipped yeah. through
2: the cracks. And then
1: the day of we got a phone call of them saying, hey, uh, is your wife in the country? And I was like, Yeah, she should be at home. And they're like, Well, she missed her appointment this morning to take her oath. And he and then he said, Can you guys be here? Um before, b- two. before two. And so I I called up my supervisor and I said, Hey, my wife's getting her citizenship today. Can I cut out and, <laughs> and shout out to senior master sergeant? Uh reagan green she she was like of course do it have fun sorry <laughs> guys you gotta
0: wait <laughs> oh, no. i was still asleep
2: at that stage and he called me and i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> like, okay it's happening now fantastic <laughs> uh ben we we got to video chat all of our family so they got to watch the ceremony oh that's amazing yeah. which they've changed the ceremony now because it used to be like 3,000 people or whatever and now because of covid it's they're much smaller ceremonies
1: We had three people swearing in that day, Mm -hmm. all three of which were military members. Well, except me. Well,
0: (laughs) military adjacent. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And congratulations again, Amy, Jane, on your uh, citizenship. And then just your love story. You know, we've had the chance to talk before about, about a couple things. And, you know, just congratulations overall and sticking with each other and getting through sometimes difficult times really put a light
2: on what is
0: you know going on
2: and you guys got something good going on and there is hope you can do it without a lawyer <laughs> read things carefully and just a reminder again your story is going to be very different right than
0: yeah. ne- the next person's story um but sometimes just hearing stuff and like oh yeah i went through that or you know someone that might be starting the process and, and having some understanding of you know, hey, let me start here. So, thanks and for sharing.
1: Honestly, some of those resources, like Fort Sam having their, I think, quarterly uh, immigration seminars, like that was that was where we started, and that was key.
0: So, well, thanks guys for sharing your story today. Um, if you guys are listening and are needing any assistance, please let me know, and we will point you in the right direction. Um, Gladiators have a good rest of your week, and Gladiators out.